0: to Walking Together, a podcast all about encouraging each other as we follow Jesus together. I'm your host, Dennis Lavelle. Let's start walking. We all woke up this morning hearing the news that Russia had invaded Ukraine. It's a power play that hasn't been seen since World War II, and we're all just shocked by Vladimir Putin's words and actions. But Conflict is nothing new. History is just chock full of wars, conquests, and things that are honestly just shocking. And with all the bad news that's happening, let me try to encourage you today. One of the unique things that God did is that He made us all different, which is good because you don't need two Dennis Lavells roaming this earth. Just ask my wife. <laughs> and because he made us different, we all have different personalities. And because of that, we have different opinions. And because we have differing opinions, conflict is inevitable. You start talking about a government shutdown, you're going to have conflict. You talk about a company wanting to merge with another company, there will be conflict. You talk about what the vision is in any church, there will be conflict because not everyone is going to be on board with the change that is bound to happen. And really, in every area of life, whether it's marriage, family, business, or church, we will have conflict. And because God is such a wonderful God, He knew that we were going to rub up against conflict. And He gave us a way to resolve the differences whether you're trying to resolve differences internationally or with an individual, the foundation remains the same. You have to have dialogue with the person who has offended you. And in Matthew chapter 18, verse number 15, Jesus gives us the starting point for conflict resolution. He says, if your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. And if he listens to you, you've gained your brother. So the starting point is opening a dialogue with the person who has wronged you. Now, every December, we celebrate Christmas. But if you'll take a step back and look at it with a wider angle lens, you'll understand that Christmas is all about conflict resolution. Jesus came into this world as a little baby in Bethlehem. And the reason he came was to bring man in his sinfulness and God in his holiness together. So God sent his son in the fullness of time so that there would be a conflict resolution. Even going back to the Ten Commandments, those show us that we not only need to get it right with God, but keep it right with others. And without question, this issue of The lack of conflict resolution has caused problems all around us. The lack of conflict resolution has a domino effect. It keeps God's spirit from moving. It keeps churches from growing and the gospel from spreading. Now, one thing we can be certain of is that conflict will happen. Now, as you read through this part of scripture in Matthew 18, it seems that verses 19 and 20 Get taken out of context all the time. Jesus says, Again, I say to you, if two of you agree on earth about anything they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am in their midst. And people will use these verses to say things like, Lord, there's just a small group of us here today at our annual business meeting. And you said that if two or more agree on anything, that you'd be in our midst. Well, hang on just a second. Does that mean that God isn't with you when you're alone? No, not at all. And people try to hold God hostage by saying, Here's a group of us, Lord, and we all believe the same way. Therefore, you are obligated to hear us and answer our prayer in the way that we've just petitioned you. Again, no, that is absolutely the wrong context. Where two or three are gathered is strictly within the context of reconciliation. You try to reconcile with a brother, and if it fails, then you take two or three with you and try it again. In other words, God is saying, I am in that reconciliation process. I'm with you. And should you think that that's only one-sided and it's only about people offending us? Well, Jesus also says in Matthew chapter 5 verses 23 and 24, he says, If you offer your gift on the altar, and if you remember that your brother has something against you, what do you do? You leave your gift there, then you go be reconciled with him, and then come and offer your gift and Jesus wants to make this abundantly clear. He says, "In life there will be conflict, intentional or not. People will hurt you and you will hurt someone else." Again, scripture keeps repeating this theme over and over. In Romans 12:18, we read, "If possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all people." Which clues us in that it's not always possible to live peaceably with some people, even though we've tried. The Apostle Paul writes to the church in Corinth because there was fighting among the members. In 1 Corinthians 11, verse 18, he says, I hear that when you guys come together, there's divisions among you. And we read that and think, well, how can that be? I mean, aren't they all brothers and sisters in Christ? Yes, but when we all come together, when it all becomes about our preference and what we like and what ministers to us, all that stuff can just blow up like a hand grenade, and we forget why we're even there in the first place. So, without a doubt, conflict is going to happen. So you might as well deal with it in a way that pleases your heavenly Father. In Matthew chapter 20, James and John asked to sit on the right and left hand of Jesus. You remember that? And you can read it for yourself in verse 24. When the other 10 heard that, they were indignant at James and John. And that word indignation in the Greek means that they were flaming mad. So there was even conflict amongst the disciples, the guys who actually hung around Jesus on a daily basis. And then there were two ladies in the church in Philippi, and they were so at odds with each other that the apostle Paul wrote them a personal rebuke. He says in Philippians 4.2, I beseech, I entreat, I plead, I beg Iodia and Sintiki to be of the same mind in the Lord. In other words, he's saying, come on, ladies, get along, work it out, do what's right. And Paul did that because these two women were having such a huge conflict that it was obviously disrupting the entire church. There's another conflict that we read about in Acts 15 where Paul and Barnabas are getting ready to go out on a missionary journey, and Barnabas wanted to take John Mark, and Paul didn't think they should because John Mark had deserted them on a previous trip, and the Bible says these men were filled with the Holy Spirit, but yet there arose a sharp disagreement so that they separated from each other. Barnabas took Mark and sailed away to Cyprus, and Paul took Silas, and they went to Syria. And Barnabas wanted to forgive John Mark and give him another chance. Now, maybe because it was his own cousin? I don't know. But maybe he was just mature in the Lord. But Paul saw John Mark as a risk to the mission. But in the end, they were able to reconcile their differences. Because some years later, when he writes to Philemon, John Mark is called his fellow laborer. And then near the end of Paul's life, Paul sends a request to Timothy from a Roman prison. He says, please get Mark and bring him with you because he is helpful to me in the ministry. So something had happened. Obviously, John Mark had matured to the point that Paul actually considered him a valuable companion. So again, the real issue is not if conflict will happen, but what will we do when it happens? And when it does, the path to conflict resolution is a choice. You have to make a decision. You have to make a choice. You have to make the effort to resolve that conflict because resolving that conflict will never just happen on its own somebody has to make a choice and it needs to be you so let's honor the lord in what we say and do well, i hope that's been an encouragement to you thanks for joining me today if you have a friend or a family member who is deaf Well, these podcasts are available on YouTube as well. And YouTube automatically transcribes everything into captions. So you just have to enable the little CC button at the bottom of the screen. So just go to YouTube and search for the Walking Together podcast. It's as easy as that. We'd love to hear from you. Let us know if an episode has encouraged your heart, because that's really our goal. Keep walking with the Lord. We'll see you next time.